When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. American soccer fans, welcome to episode 123 of the USA Soccer Cast. We are bringing you everything about the U.S. national teams, the players, the leagues, and everything else that impacts the game of soccer in these United States. I'm Donald Wine. We have entered 2024. Happy New Year. It is a little bit later into January, but Happy New Year, I think, applies for the rest of the month. And we bring into this year the hope that this will be a successful one for our national teams. The U.S. men's national team, of course, will take part in the Nations League finals in March, Copa America this summer, and then we'll once again have the Nations League quarterfinals in November. The U.S. women's national team have the W Gold Cup in February and March, and then they have the Olympics in July. And then finally, the U.S. men's U23s will also be in the Olympics for the first time since 2008. The very first team to play in 2024 was the men's national team, who just completed their January camp match in San Antonio. So we begin there. The U.S. men's national team took on Slovenia this past weekend, and unfortunately, they opened 2024 with a loss. 1-0, the final score for a very young group of guys. But the focus of this camp was identifying some of these guys that could potentially contend to be a part of the future core of the national team. 17 players on the initial 25-man roster were, uh, were uncapped, 15 of them receiving their first national team call-up in the process. 13 players on the initial roster are age-eligible for the Olympic roster. So it was important for fans like us to get to know some of these guys that may very well represent the United States this summer in Paris. Joshua Tensio, Esmir Bayrak Terevich, Cade Cowell, Nathan Harrell, Aziel Jackson, Bernard Camungo, Diego Luna, Jack McGlynn, Duncan McGuire, Aiden Morris, Patrick Schultz, John Tolkien and Caleb Wiley. All of those players are age eligible for the Olympics. All of them were on this roster. So this gave many of us a chance to see them. And then it gave them a chance to be evaluated ahead of that tournament. There's also the pipeline of guys who have gone from a January camp to a roll cup. Since 1999, 30 players who received their first or second cap during a January camp match have gone on to make a world cup roster. That's a lot of guys. And contrary to what many would say, this camp is super important for these players who are fighting to be included on the national team, not just for now, but for the future. So many guys who become regulars on the national team get their start in a similar camp. So while the scoreline wasn't what anyone wanted, these players got some experience in a national team camp setup, and they know that the bar is super high to crack into this team. They're going to be able to take this experience back with them to their clubs as they prepare for the rest of the Major League Soccer season. But in the midst of a loss, this camp can be successful for some of these players as they figure out how to crack through and make it on this team moving forward.
We shift from the men's national team to the women's national team. They have a busy year, of course, that begins next month with the W Gold Cup. Again, they have the Olympics this summer. Between those two tournaments, there will be the 2024 She Believes Cup, which takes place in April this year with the W Gold Cup taking up the normal February and March windows. And with it occurring in April, the window only allows for teams to play two matches instead of the traditional three that we've seen from previous editions of this tournament. So we're going to have an actual tournament. The women's national team will be joined once again by Brazil, Canada, and Japan at the She Believes Cup. But the format changes to a semifinal round that will take place on April 6th at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. The matchups on that day, USA will take on Japan, Canada will take on Brazil. All four teams then head to Columbus, where they will play at Lower.com Field on April 9th. The semifinal winners will play for the trophy, while the losers compete for third place. So we will have a full-fledged mini-tournament this time, not a round-robin tournament that we've seen in years past. This will once again be a decent set of matches for the United States as they get ready for the Olympics this summer. They're going to try and play some of the best teams available, and it should be noted that while Canada and Brazil are not in a group with the United States at the W Gold Cup, it is very possible that the United States could see one or both of them in the knockout stage just the month before. So the final third place match of She Believes Cup could be a rematch. Also, Canada and Brazil could meet at the W Gold Cup as well in the knockout stage. But this tournament normally brings some of the best teams and the best talent to the United States, and it should be a very competitive weekend of soccer to add to what is already a very loaded calendar for the women. We're going to pause here. Coming up, a women's national team legend is forced to call it quits and an update about some of the upcoming episodes of this show. More on all that after this break. Hey, everyone. Are you looking for the latest gear for your U.S. national teams, Major League Soccer, the NWSL, or any other team in the world of soccer? The USA SoccerCast has affiliate partnerships that are ready to help you out. Head to linktree.com slash USA SoccerCast, where we have links to Homage, Fanatics, the MLS Store, and Breaking Team. You can get the jersey, shirt, hat, or accessory you're looking for to support your team while also saving some money and helping this show in the process. Again, linktree.com slash USA SoccerCast. Click on the links and get your gear. And we thank you as always for your support of the show. We're back, and fans of the women's national team, unfortunately, had to say goodbye to a legend. Sam Mewis announced last Friday that she's retiring from professional soccer due to her knee injury that has plagued her for over two years. In her words, quote, with both sadness and clarity, I am retiring from professional soccer. Unfortunately, my knee can no longer tolerate the impact that elite soccer requires. Though this isn't what I wanted, it's clear that this is the only path forward for me, end quote. Sam Mewis leaves the game as one of the most decorated players in American soccer history. Three NWSL titles, one with the Western New York Flash, two with the North Carolina Courage. She was a member of the U-20 Women's World Cup team that won it all in 2012. She was also part of bringing UCLA their first women's soccer national championship in 2013. Bronze medal at the 2020 Olympics, NWSL Best 11 in 2017, 
Women's FA Cup with Manchester City, and in 2021 was voted the best soccer player on the planet by ESPN, and so much more. She was one of the most dynamic midfielders that America has ever produced. 24 goals and 83 caps for the national team, but that knee injury was just so devastating, and despite her many surgeries and attempts to come back, all of that came up short. We were robbed of several more years of her just destroying opponents on the field as the Tower of Power. She was certainly a player we missed this last summer at the Women's World Cup. She was that important to the core structure of the team, and there just wasn't ever a complete direct replacement for her. Because how do you replace her? Finally, she's beloved by so many players and fans and coaches alike. I don't know that I've met anyone who didn't like Sam Mewis and what she brought to the field or just her personality. She's not leaving soccer completely. She's taken over as editor-in-chief of the women's game, which is a new women's soccer outlet other than the men and Blazers umbrella so we know she's an elite podcaster so the hope is that she continues that whether it's through bringing back snacks with Lynn Williams or in another way we know she's going to kill it at the women's game we look forward to seeing what she can do with that outlet her future is very bright she's going to succeed in whatever she does but it's still very very sad to see her hang up her cleats so a salute to the Tower of Power Sam Mewis for all she brought to the game one of the very best to ever do it As we close out the show, I wanted to give you an update on the next few shows we will have coming over the next week and a half. The U.S. Soccer Annual General Meeting takes place February 8th through 10th in Dallas, and there will be an election for U.S. Soccer Vice President. The Vice President, of course, operates alongside President Cindy Parlo-Cohn and sits on U.S. Soccer's Board of Directors. And I always think it's important for American soccer fans to be educated on the process and the governance of the Federation. More importantly, I think these candidates should always address the fans directly and keep them informed, and they should answer questions on topics that are important to fans. The current vice president, Bill Taylor, announced last fall that he would not seek re-election. So this year, there were three candidates for U.S. soccer vice president, Nathan Goldberg, Dr. Pete Sophie, and Mike Kalina. Mike Kalina has recently dropped out of the race, leaving just Dr. Sophie and Goldberg as the eligible candidates. Each of them have agreed to come on this show to answer questions about their candidacy, which I think will be a great source of information for fans as we move towards that election in a couple of weeks. Even though Mike Kalina has removed himself from the race, he has also agreed to appear in the show to answer questions, which I think is great. So look out for those episodes over the next week and a half as we discuss the future of U.S. soccer and how the governance will affect each of us as fans. If you have questions for the candidates, please send them to me. There is a Google form. That will be included in the show notes. And if you go to at USA SoccerCast on Twitter, we have that Google form pinned in a tweet at the top of our page. So head there, fill in your question, and we hope to address it with these candidates. Again, look for the first one in a day or so. But for now, that will do it for episode 123 of the USA SoccerCast. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, when you head to our Twitter page at USA SoccerCast, click that follow button. Don't forget we have affiliate programs with Homage, Fanatics, MLS Store, and Breaking Tea. So head to linktree.com slash USA SoccerCast to learn more. Click those links to those sites and support the show while getting the latest gear. And as always, we encourage topic suggestions as we move forward. You can email them to USASoccerCast at gmail.com or tag us on Twitter. We'll talk to you again soon, y'all. Peace. Peace.